This is Shane from Everything in Slow Motion, and we're about to discuss metal? This is the Discuss Metal Podcast with Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. Hosted by Dan Terry, presented by DiscussMetal.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Discuss Metal Podcast. My name is Dan, and I am your host this evening, and pretty much any evening you're listening to this podcast. It's usually just me. Sometimes it's Joe, if you get lucky. But uh, tonight, uh, I am joined by Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. How are you doing tonight, man? Great. Great. How are you? I'm doing well. My kids went to bed on time, so we were able to do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more yeah, or, dude. more yeah. or less on time. I mean, one of them might walk downstairs at some point. Like, is it time to wake up yet? Because if you do, uh, I want frosted flakes and um, yeah. and like I need you to cut an orange just exactly wow. the right way for me. Dude, to be able to do something on time um, with kids in the house, especially later at night, it's a uh, it's a victory, man. So my kids are still upstairs just hanging out doing their thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if. They came down here and started pounding on the door at some point. So it's all good, man. This is what we do. So. All good for sure. <laughs> well, the cool thing is, and we're going to we're gonna circle back to this, but I want to throw it out there at the very beginning. Um, you have a new record coming out uh, the day before Halloween. Um, I think it's the day no, before Halloween. No, no, no. Is, October 16th. Hold on now. Face Down said, okay, hold on, hold on. I just, I just read this. Hang on. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you're right, but I'm just... <laughs> I'm just double checking myself here. Edit. Try it again. Right. <laughs> Facedownrecords.com. You know what it probably is? I think on my pre because my pre-order it says probably ships by October 30th. By or October. Th- that's probably it. Also, thank you for pre-ordering. That's awesome. It'll it'll be the very first uh, everything in slow motion that I have on vinyl. Really? Um, okay. You picked the best one, man. You picked the best one. Well, that's that's good to know. I just went for the standard black edition because I can't that's, be. That's it. I can't be bothered you know by anything I, that looks too cool. Because if I, I didn't do, even want color, I didn't want color. Yeah. Um, when we started talking with uh, um, Face Down about this, I was just like, I, I'm I'm bored of color. Uh, you know, just colored vinyl is just kind of like okay, like it it looks cool, all right. Like, but I, I used to be more excited about it, and now when I see it, I'm just kind of like, ah. Oh, Okay, well, um, but because of just everything looks so cool uh, on this record, everything looks really like classy and like clean. And um, we uh, uh, it's got this like old school vibe to it, um, which has a lot to do with the place that we we started recording it at um, this place called the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa. And uh, it's that's actually the, the part of the room that's on the cover. Uh, of the album, okay. which is that weird, crazy four-way mirror. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we wanted to do the labels on the vinyl um, to kind of mirror like the old like 1950s choral record style uh, labels. And so we did that and it looks so cool. Um, and I was just like, this has to be on black vinyl, just black vinyl, no colored vinyl, black vinyl. And uh, Jim, the guy that was doing all of the... Uh, uh, design work and layout mock-ups and all that kind of stuff mocked up a colored vinyl just for the fun of it like and right away everyone was just kind of like okay actually that does look pretty cool so 
why don't we do that? Why don't we make the black vinyl just more limited, you know, make, make it kind of cool and special. And so anyways, but yes. So in my opinion, I think you got the best one. I think you, I think you made a wise choice. Well, I appreciate that. I, I love the cover too. I think that was really strong. I mean, I was going to pre-order the, like you could have just wrote like everything in slow motion and white text on a black, you know, <laughs> cover. And I'd have been like, okay, cool. Yeah, like as long as I like the songs, right? Yeah. Um, like a label maker. Just right. Everything in some, yeah. Cool. But, um, I really like the cover. Whenever I first saw it, I was like, man, is this some kind of like unreleased, like star flyer, uh, <laughs> cover? Yeah. So, Cause hey, it's got that like, yeah, 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 it's got, it's, it's got that. Um, it's like you said, it could be, it, it's a record that like, if you were, if you were like going through like a, like a vintage, uh, record bin at like a you know local thrift store or something it would be a record that you'd have to like actually pick up and look at and try to identify what year it came out you know oh, it awesome. could yeah. have been anything anywhere like you said from between like 1950 to you know <laughs> something something more modern and with it being on the yeah. black it's like equally uh that's as mysterious so yeah that's so rad man yeah this this place the surf ballroom it's in clear lake iowa like i said and um it's just this incredible venue that still is standing um you know it, it, they've preserved it from uh the way it was in like the 1940s and when you walk in it's truly a time capsule i mean it's it's unbelievable um and uh i just uh, the first time i walked in there um i just had this feeling like we we have to do something in this room we've got to start making our next record. We have to, we have to do something to occupy this space, um, and have this be a part of, part of what we're doing. And, uh, so I, I called the place and like random question, you know, like, Hey, so I know this is super random, but can me and a bunch of dudes come in and, and, uh, make a bunch of loud music, you know, for like two days. And they were super cool with it and invited us in. Um, and I mean, really like went all out, took care of us. It was awesome. Uh, the whole time we were there and that's what we did, man. It's like we walked into this really crazy time capsule of a room, spent a few days there and set up a bunch of microphones and drums and all that kind of stuff and started working on the record. And, uh, like I said, visually the place is stunning and, um, the cover, uh, that four way mirror that's on the cover is actually in the women's powder room of the venue. Okay. Um, and I, I just, the first time I walked into that room, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so like four people could do like makeup all at once, I guess. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming so. So and it looks uh, cool. Let's be real. Yeah. Just, it, looks, it cool. looks incredible. Um, and just the colors in that room and the wallpaper and everything that that's in there. I was just like, oh, I don't know what we're doing in this room, but somehow this is going to be part of this record too, you know? And, uh, we actually ended up driving back there um, with our friend Lucas Carpenter, uh, photographer friend. Um, we drove back there uh, a while later and spent some time trying to shoot the cover uh, in that room. And, and we got it. And uh, when Lucas showed us that the first time, it was just like, holy crap, this is so rad. <laughs> it's like when you look at the cover, it looks like what I love about it is it's real. It's that's a real room you know, yeah. uh, somewhere not far from us. Um, it's a real room that exists and, uh, there's nothing, you know, photoshopped about it. Nothing. It's just, it's just this incredible room and this incredible photo. And 
uh yeah it's it's killer man so well and that's in contrast also to you know the previous album covers uh on the previous previous releases which were more um like pieces of art versus like a real life you know kind of uh kind of down to deal but um if you don't mind oh good did all the uh dave quiggle did all the art um for played low and phoenix and red um and dude he just he just killed that stuff uh working with dave is awesome um and for this album i just i like i said i knew when we walked into that room that there's just all right this album is going to be a lot of photography and yeah that's just how it has to be, you know, and uh, I'm super glad that we did that. So, well, we're going to circle back to the to the record here in a little bit, but I want to do a little bit of like a time capsule, um, you know, to use that word or maybe rewind the clock a little bit. And, um, you know, we've I, I've heard bits and pieces of your story um, through different interviews and things like that, but we haven't ever had like a um, like a, a like a narrative uh, <laughs> I guess structure. So what I want to do is, is start, you know, start this line of questions as generically as possible and just ask what got you into music. Um, my parents, uh, my, my family, uh, you know, my dad is a musician. Um, my, both my grandfathers were musicians. Um, Ooh, Josh Silbernagel is calling me drummer of hands. Gotta take Uh, it. Gotta take it. Should I? <laughs> you can. We can pause. Yeah. It's no big deal. No, it's all good. Okay. Um, but yeah, both of, uh, like I said, my, my dad is a musician, um, a killer musician. Uh, my grandfathers, both of them are musicians. Um, I just grew up around it and totally fell in love with it. Um, and uh, I think, you know, uh, I, I was able to really find that, um, you know, when I, I think when I turned... 13 uh and i moved out to this small town in north dakota and that's actually where i met josh silbernagel guy that just called me yeah. <laughs> uh and uh you know it was just like oh okay well there's another guy that's just as into this as i am you know it's just like really loves music and is a, a, a killer musician you know and, and we just want to do this together and so we started our first band and, um, I mean, dude, from there, it's just never stopped. It's always been, it's always been something that I've done. Um, but as far as like writing songs and really like digging into it, it was probably playing with Josh, you know, for that first time when I was like 12, 13 years old. And from that point on, it's just go, go, go. So, <laughs> right. So what, with that first band, what, what kind of music was that? What were you guys, what were you guys jamming? Uh, we, (laughs) so we were both like part of our, our, our bond, um, when we met each other is that we were both exclusively into Christian music. Um, I had been into, uh, like, like we were both into like DC talk and audio adrenaline. And, um, we both kind of had that background. Uh, but at the time, um, 1999, I guess, uh, we decided to start a like Christian rap rock band. Like we wanted to be like the Christian limp biscuit. (laughs) There you go. Uh, and then pillar came along and beat us to the punch. Um, but, uh, really pillar, not POD. (laughs) Yeah, I guess POD did too, but pillar felt more like pillar felt 
Maybe because Pillar was less cool than POD, we could relate to it more. That's fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. Was super cool and like like ultra badass and everything they were doing sounded heavy and awesome. To where I don't think we like we loved it, but I think we just looked at it like, you know, oh, we don't have a shot doing this. But Pillar made everything seem possible. <laughs> sure. I always so, had a little bit of a 311 vibe off of uh off of Pillar. Yeah, at least dude, earlier sure, on, yeah, you know. For sure. Um, but yeah, so we just did our, our Christian rap rock thing, um, for, you know, a few years and then, uh, just kind of made our, I think we, we started going down the well of like solid state records and got into living sacrifice and the ludicrous. And uh, that, that was a big one for me, like the, uh, throwing myself album that the ludicrous put out. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, and then Bless the Martyr came out. And then, all, I mean, from there, it's just like all we want to do is thrash our guitars around and play heavy music, you know? So, and I mean, I I don't know, like I, I got into more like really like metal stuff later on. Like I was super into Between the Buried and Me and Glass Casket. And I mean, pr- pretty much anything that was super heavy. Yeah. I went down that well for quite a while. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a transition. That's always fun to talk about. Um, cause I grew up in that same, I grew up in the same culture as well. You know, we'll only listen to Christian music and, um, it's like that for a very long time, I think, uh, probably till about like 10 years ago or so, but, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's weird how you'll start off with something like a, like a DC talk, which then leads to like, Ooh, how can we do this with like heavier guitars? And then you end up in, in POD yeah. color. And then before you know it, you know, the first time you hear something like Zeo, it's like completely, uh, completely mind. Like it just, it like reprograms your brain kind of in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, I had, I definitely wore both hats to where I, I liked, I like, you know, I had all my Christian music that I liked, you know? Um, and then at this very same time I was listening to like seven dust and system of a town and, uh, I mean, I, I just, I just consumed music and, but it seemed like I, I don't know, like I related more with the Christian music as far as like having a mission, you know, behind our music and what we were doing. And, and we were pretty passionate about that for a few years, you know, like, like I said, when we were young teenagers, um, but yeah, I don't know when we grew up. <laughs> right. No, I get you. Uh, so did this band, uh, the rap rock band just trend eventually ended up transitioning into hands or was it something that just kind of stopped and then you guys just started over with a whole new set of kind of influences? No, it just stopped. Um, you know, we kind of all, I don't know, like, I, I guess when we were done doing that, um, I kept going down the heavy music route, uh, with some other friends um and got real serious about that for a few years um probably up until i'd say like 2004 through 2007 was like years that i spent um being you know touring and everything else and being real serious with a a band that was similar to like i don't know um it was just kind of chaotic uh like heavy music and uh I mean, we were sending promo kits to labels and all of that stuff. And meanwhile, Josh, the guy that I was playing with uh, in the rap rock band, <laughs> um, just kind of took a different path and went went more towards 
you know, exploring different kinds of music and stopped playing music for quite a while. Um, and so when we met up in 2000, maybe late 2007, I was out of this other band and he was just coming home from uh, being gone working, um, you know, in a different part of the state uh, for a long time. We just kind of came together and we were like, hey, we should we should do music together again, you know. Uh, and that was kind of the birth of hands. So, and and it was cool because it was kind of like, I still, you know, I really want to do the heavy thing. Um, and uh, the band that I was in was, was technical. Like it was, it was heavy and metal and very technical and chaotic at the same time. Um, and, uh, Josh didn't play that. that. That was not his thing. It's like, Hey man, I haven't played drums in a long time. Um, and I just want to play rock and roll, you know, or whatever. So it's like the hands sound kind of comes from, yeah, I guess just, you know, uh, it's, it's heavy, but it also has a, a rock element too. That's, um, very present. And, uh, I think when you listen to the early, like the very first hands EP, there's definitely a lot more like metal happening in my opinion. Like there's like little, like slightly like techie, cool sounds you know or whatever yeah um when everyone wanted to be misery signals uh we've all been there (laughs) yep and uh but anyways um yeah and then and then uh i started getting more into bands like cult of luna and isis and stuff that had a slower tempo um and was just all about creating like a giant ambient riff and ambient vibe and and obviously hands kind of picked that up along the way and started, you know, the tempos were slower and the songs were longer and, um, and yeah. So, yeah, I think the first, I think the first time I heard hands, uh, was the, uh, the sounds of the earth record. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, there's a long time. There was a shoot. shoot, It was a long time ago now, but it's just uh, like a handful of people that know about that record, which is a shame. Yeah. I'm actually going to dig into that a little bit more too, because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's my favorite hands record, but it's the first one that I heard. So every, every time you hear a record for the first time, you hear a band for the first time, you're always going to associate that first record with, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Nostalgia. And, uh, and I remember showing it to a buddy of mine, uh, whose name actually is buddy, uh, on, his, <laughs> nice. on his birth certificate. Uh, but like, I think what was interesting about it is he was like, you know, Oh, what is this or whatever? And I was all like, Oh, it's this band called hands. And we were always listening to, um, we were always listening to like, like, like you were talking about, like techie, heavy bands, fast in your face, you know, all, all screams, polyrhythms, yeah. you know, all, all this crazy stuff. And I was like, oh, check this out, man. I was like, I was like, these guys sound like it's like a it, it's like if uh, if a band like ISIS started playing like Christian music, you know, like uh, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid to say that I'm trying to avoid the generic. It's like the Christian ISIS because oh, it wasn't God, that. I mean, worst. yeah, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> that, it, but it was in it was in a similar style. You can't help if you're in yeah, the same yeah, genre yeah. as, you know, somebody else. And uh, and we started listening to it and um, and and really, really got into it. We actually uh, we actually referred because I don't think we I don't think anybody said post metal back then. Maybe they did, but we certainly didn't. Uh, <laughs> so we no, started. I, don't know. I never kept track of any of that. We started calling it Doomcore because uh, uh-huh. we were like, because we're like, yeah, it's like hardcore, but it's also kind of like doom metal, and that it's like slower and uh, and more textured, and but like 
somehow more heavy because it's not super fast, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and all of that. And there's a, there's a song on, uh, sounds of the earth called hope that, um, yeah, that was, (laughs) this is, uh, I did this interviews with you. It's not about me, but there was, there was this really funny, uh, it was not funny, but I had just gotten married. I got, I got married in 2008 and um my wife and i had been together i guess had been had been married for about 9 months or something and uh at the time i was like super 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 bad with money like mm-hmm. super bad like just you know let's go out and eat every night you know we'll we'll go to yeah, the bar dude. have that a couple the of drinks of my marriage for sure yeah dude and i had like um i think we had like a couple couple thousand dollars in the bank um that we had gotten as wedding gifts and presents for and dude i just blew through all that money like yeah. like real bad but i was working a job where i was supposed to be getting this like huge bonus and the bonus was supposed to be like for like five grand or something and so i was like whatever i'll get my bonus this is like totally clark griswold uh type of thinking where it was like yeah you know i'm gonna get this money and it's gonna make up for the money that we blew through and i'm gonna have more on top of it and it's gonna be all be good but um you know if you're reading between the lines uh that did not happen uh, i ended I remember a manager calling me into the office and being like, yeah, they're not paying out bonuses this year because like the market crashed that year. And it was like hard for everybody. And my wife was actually, she's an artist. And so she was, um, she was out doing an artist in residency uh, at a national park. I think it was in uh, Arkansas. And um, she had been staying there for like a week and I had just gotten this news and I was supposed to go down and visit her. Um, like a day or two later. So like I remember driving, it was like a four hour drive uh, from here in St. Louis. And I was driving down there and I was listening to the sounds of the earth and that song hope came on and I had to like pull over dude. Like it was absolutely like one of the, cause I had, I had to tell her all of this stuff that she was completely in the dark about, you know, like thinking everything's all good. She's out like doing her, like living her dream, doing her thing. And, um, and, and here I am like, you know, about to show up and be like, yeah, I know this was supposed to be like a really beautiful time for you, but I'm going to just like ruin it. And so it definitely, um, it was bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad, but that song hope and that album, the sounds of the earth was like 90% of the reason why I'm even still like <laughs> sticking with it. Like I, it was one of those, like, cause I was going to come down and make a bunch of excuses and do the thing that guys do, you yeah. know? And uh, yeah. after after hearing that, I was like, after hearing that record, like driving through, like I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna come clean with all of it and hope she wants to stay with me after all of it, you know. Dude, um, but that's, that's wild, man. But that song, hope, man, that song still like will will uh, shivers down the spine and everything. And even though it's like, wow, I know it's basically just like the same, like the same riff played over and over again, and there's just talking over it, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, but, but for what it doesn't even sound like the rest of the record like at all but uh yeah. i know that one that one always really stood out to me so like yeah. that's i think I, that's I, I think that's important though i i think that's important to to note is that it it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's the same riff over and over again or that it doesn't sound like everything else on the record or that it it doesn't matter the song is a is a great song and it spoke to you and i think that's important and i think Um, you know, I don't know, dude, I think, I think that's, that's important for people to, to, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe it's not important to some people, but it's important to me. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. I think that rules. 
Yeah, so. thank you. We're still together. We have all the children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> four, not four and counting. I think we're done uh, after after four. That's that's quite a bit. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, obviously, I was a fan ever since. Um, yeah, dude, that's and, a great record, man. Uh, it's it's my favorite hands record. Um, I mean, I've I've got a very deep personal connection with "Give Me Rest." Yeah. Uh, just I think. It's a, it's a record I'm super proud of, and and I, uh, it was kind of this weird like weird circumstances that I had to be in um, to do it. Uh, but the sounds of Earth is just very special, you know that that was that was to me some of my maybe the, the best moments of writing music, you know, with my friends, um, and. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's such a cool record. It's like, it's very like we wrote that thing out in a farm shed out in North Dakota, middle of nowhere, yeah. North Dakota. Um, and we, you know, for the entire month of August, 2008, uh, we, we quit our jobs at the beginning of the month. Cause we're like, okay, we're going to do hands full time. And we're all just going to be irresponsible here, quit our jobs, make a record and go hit the road. And if we, fail we fail and whatever happens whatever like it, yeah. it's all good um so we quit our jobs and decided that we were going to drive out to this farm which is about a 35 minute drive um every day you know monday through friday and this was going to be our new job and we were going to spend from 9 a.m to 6 p.m or whatever out there the entire month of august um and it was just super cool because we did exactly that. And what I love about that record is from the, the, the track sequence is act. I mean, it's in the order that we wrote everything. So song one starts with just this, like oct this octave guitar thing. That's just like standing by itself. Mm -hmm. and it's one note that probably lasts for, you know, the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. We all plugged in our stuff and day one, you know, the beginning of August, we're all standing out there staring at each other like, all right, well, this is it. And I just take that little guitar part and just start going, -na 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 you know, and then Josh comes in with this weird little drum fill thing. That's like, okay, all right, we're getting it started now. <laughs> and that's why that whole song is basically two notes. I mean, it's just like super repetitive and it just sort of builds. Um, but I mean, dude, from top to bottom, that's exactly how we wrote that record. We just jammed um, and didn't overthink anything. And and it turned out super rad. It did. It really did. I mean, it's what I like about that record the most is that it's so uh, it's eclectic in the sense that there's a there's almost elements on that record that you can kind of find in the rest of the hands releases and even some of the everything in slow motion stuff. Um, 100%. Yeah, like there's it's almost like that's the grab bag of like these are the instruments that I'm going to use creatively and basically it's almost like you have that that record as it as it kind of starts off the career and then you can pull you know e each element that's on that record kind of gets expanded on later yeah. on in the career and that that that's the thing that I think is really cool in listening to the records. Uh I listened to all of them uh last week. And then I listened to the everything in slow motion stuff this week. And, um, yeah. And like, I can hear that. I didn't, I didn't really even pick up on that before 
And I just thought that that was cool. And obviously it's not intentional, right? Cause like, you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, we're going to write this record, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it turns out to kind of have this kind of special place. And yeah, I do. I, the question I had about that record is, is why isn't it more, uh, more readily available, like for people to stream? Cause like I had to rip it, uh, I had to rip it, uh, to digital, but only, I only have like, um, the CD and then the digital yeah. versions. Uh, do you have the CD? You do have. A I do have CD? the CD. Okay, cool. I'm not going to tell um, you how much I paid for it because I didn't uh, have. I didn't have a legal copy of it the first time I heard it, but um, it's hard to find, dude. Um, it's uh, so the story behind that album, uh, and I'll just keep it brief. Is sure, sure. We signed um, a deal with uh, this this uh, this dude out in California. Um, obviously not face down, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, a different California label. Um, and I mean, I mean, we were just, we thought it was a, a, a good opportunity. Um, we were, we were young and didn't really see any of the red flags and just, it was a one album deal. So we thought, why not? This guy had good credit, um, a long history of releasing, you know, great bands. Um, so it seemed legit. Uh, and I think it was legit. Uh, we went and rec- started recording the record and things got dicey, um, you know, kind of towards the end of making the record. Um, and he started to, you know, we weren't at the, by the time we were done recording, we weren't really sure if he was even still on board. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and uh, and the bill's going to have to go to somebody, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We're just I mean, we spent two weeks at the studio and I just remember being like, um, Who's going to pay for this? <laughs> and uh, anyways, it got taken care of. Um, and, uh, you know, we had face down. Um, we were talking to face down at that same time um, about working together. And so as soon as we got done with that recording, the Sounds of Earth record, um, we were already we just kind of knew that, like, OK, this record will come out um, whenever this guy puts it out. Um, and we're on to bigger and brighter things, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's insane because we wrote that sounds of earth record, August, 2008. And then we immediately started writing the creator record in like October, November. I mean, so we wrote two full length albums within a span of a few months. And I mean, to me, that's, that's wild. Like just when I, even when I think about this last record that slow motion just made, I'm like, dude, (laughs) (laughs) like this is taking forever, you know? And I just can't imagine us like, especially the way we were writing back then. It's like, we weren't really using any, uh, great tools to do so other than, um, you know, just jamming with a drum set and a guitar rig in a room and pushing record on this little, like, you know, cassette recorder thing. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's crazy. We got through it, but, um, yeah, that record came out, um, February, 2009. And we were already on the road. Um, I think we were, we were on the road on our own tour. And then we started a tour with war of ages in March, like out to face down fest. So, uh, this record comes out, um, February something, 2009, and it's on the shelf for, about a month and all of a sudden our this label guy and distribution and everything just drops off the face of the planet oh my goodness um no contact with them um no email response 
the record is no longer online. Um, I mean, literally all we have is the box of CDs that the distribution plant sent us. And I mean, I think at the time that was, I don't know, not a lot, maybe 200. Um, and we sold out of those because we were touring. So we, we sold out of them very quickly. And then the record was just gone. And I'm in, I'm serious when I say it was gone because <laughs> it was gone. It's like we, uh, we never heard from this guy. We never got the record back. We never, um, it never surfaced online again. Um, other than, you know, years later when I think the, that particular distribution plant closed down, they may have put a bunch of them on like eBay. I don't, I don't really know. I think that's how I ended up getting mine. I either bought mine from somebody that had bought it yeah. from a show or somebody yeah. that had, uh, it's already, you know, from one of these plants or whatever, but they definitely yeah. knew what they had. Uh, it so was just it was, gone. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it was such a freaking bummer. And I'm telling you, man, I think that heartache gets worse every year for me. Like, <laughs> you know, like at first it was just kind of like, Oh, that sucks. You know, what a freaking bummer. And, you know, we were really proud of this record. And, and that, I think that's what sucked the most is, you know, I just got done telling you that I think it's my favorite. Yeah. Hands record. And, um, and like I said, every year that goes by, I'm just kind of like so bummed that that album is not available and that that album is not on vinyl and that, yeah. I mean, that, that out of any record I've ever made, that album deserves to be on vinyl and it's not, um, I think it's a bummer. So I, I don't know, man, I, I don't know this, uh, I don't know if it'll ever resurface. Um, I don't have a clue, but it's a shame. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I apologize. I did not mean to rip that scab wide open, but, um, no, it's, it's totally okay. I'm not like, crying. Yeah. Ever. it's just like, you know, it just totally sucks that, that that's a, that's the situation. So, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Well, so then, you know, you guys signed to face down and, um, I love the story that you told on as the story grows, but how, like you had a whole conversation with Jason, just like totally chill or whatever. Didn't yeah. tell him you were in a band, didn't do you know, any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he like basically it, people like his bands were like handing <laughs> handing him yeah. handing him music from you, and he's like, why why on yeah. earth did you not just tell me that you know that you were in yeah, a band or whatever? It's so cool. Um, honestly, I didn't I didn't have any like motivation when I first walked up to him. Uh, it was at Cornerstone Festival. Um, I just knew that I'd followed Face Down. Um, I was a big fan of like nodes of Ran V. I think, I think nodes, their self-titled is my favorite album ever released on face down. It's a perfect record, dude. Yeah. It is uh, an absolutely perfect record. Totally. And, um, you know, our, our, it's, it's funny. The guy that recorded the sounds of earth, his name is Mike Dresch. He's in a uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's the one that recorded that nodes self-titled. He's, he's okay. the guy. Um, so that's, I mean, that's why we went to him in the first place is we're just like, well, this is the dude that recorded notes. <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, he became a, a great friend and obviously just, he did such a great job on that record. So, uh, he recorded creator too. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't have any crazy motivation walking up to Jason. I just knew like, Oh, that's Jason from face down records. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I went up and talked to him. I think we were talking about like Johnny Cash and whatever. He actually he actually sent me a Johnny Cash book um, that I've had since. 
uh, and I'm actually reading it right now. <laughs> now, hold on. Is this I, like a you borrowed the book from him and haven't returned it, or he gave you no, the book? No, no. Oh. He gave it to me. It was given to him by a friend, and then he kind of passed it along to me, and um, maybe I'll give it to someone else someday, but I, I haven't had it in me to let go of it. So, sure. But uh, anyways, yeah, we just started talking, and I, obviously it crossed my mind in the conversation like well i'm in a heavy music band and i could probably tell them about that right now it obviously crossed my mind that i could mention um that we would probably fit the bill you know but um i mean i would imagine that he had heard that eight million times that day alone oh yeah uh and it's just kind of like i don't know this isn't i don't want to be that guy you know like it's just whatever man like it's was, it was just cool talking to him and yeah it was a crazy coincidence that you know two and a half weeks later we'd end up at a different festival and he pulls our ep you know from the from behind the table and he's like you didn't tell me you were in this band and i was like whoa where did you get that you know and <laughs> yeah it was kind of cool man it was it was a really cool uh cool way to get introduced so that is cool and obviously it was uh, a a good partnership as uh here we are in 2020 and still doing stuff oh, with dude. face down yeah yeah i mean he's just such a like a great friend you know i mean it, it, it was it was obvious that that was the case uh right away you know like i said when he gave me the book and everything else it's just like okay me and uh, i'm gonna be friends with this guy for a really long time um but you know it's just like everyone with face down um, is so great and have become great friends that at this point, it's just like, well, yeah, like if you guys want to put out the music, then frick, yeah, let's do this. You know, <laughs> like it makes sense. Well, and that's that's the interesting kind of kind of part in the journey. So like hands was, you know, obviously, at least in the beginning, a, a kind of full time touring yeah. band like a for real like face down band in the sense of uh yeah you dude. know those bands worked hard you guys worked hard you're touring all the time um uh, at what point does does burnout start to set in um not long after we started touring uh and i mean a lot of it just like you know i was just thinking back when we were touring gas prices were at like an all-time high this this was like 2000 2009 2010 almost up to like $3 I think well yeah it's funny I I was actually uh just I was watching this old video from hands touring in 2008 and someone in the van is like what's the gas price today and we were in the midwest you know we were in like Iowa or something and it was four dollars I mean dude it's like if it's four dollars here then it's six dollars in california or i mean it's just i remember you know financially it was so hard um during those days and uh i mean we weren't a band that was pulling people you know we or we we'd have you know we'd play some really great shows but a lot of the great shows or a lot of shows were just a handful of people maybe you know i can recall two times we drove you know eight hours to a venue loaded in and no one showed up um loaded there. out moved on and it's just kind of like it's one of those things that you can't really be mad at it like every band has been there i think you know it's like we've all kind of been down that road yeah totally <laughs> and uh but i think what made it you know even harder for us was just like 
you know, we just wanted to, we were a band that had a, a message, right? Like we, I think lyrically, I was definitely in a spot where, um, and I'm definitely like pouring out my, myself spiritually. And, uh, you know, but I mean, we just wanted to, to just give our art to people and travel around and meet people and play rock and roll. And, um, and that was it. And we found ourselves in a weird situation where, you know, we're playing with all of these, like, I feel like the, um, uh, it was kind of the peak of like this kind of militant Christian attitude, especially in like the kind of hardcore metal scene. Um, and we were just kind of in the middle, all of it, in the middle of all of it. And, uh, that just was not our bag. That wasn't our thing. And it was, it was very taxing on us. Um, and very, uh, exhausting. And I think, you know, at some point we'd kind of, um, I think we had just gotten off of, uh, really terrible terrible tour <laughs> um and we actually we actually left the tour um halfway we left we left in the middle of the tour um because it was it was so bad that it's like at some point you're just you're asking yourself like what am i doing you why know, am i doing I this just, to myself yeah i you know i mean yeah i'm willing to you know pay my dues or whatever but this is just complete insanity like what we're doing right now and so we left this tour halfway through, um, you know, we, I think our, our halfway point was Wichita, Texas. And we knew that we could either continue the tour and go all the way out to the East coast, um, and have it be a miserable train wreck, uh, or take advantage of being, you know, in Texas and being a little more central, um, and just straight shotting it back to Fargo and Fargo, North Dakota. And, um, a lot of the places that we actually did pretty well were right up that alley. So, uh, you know, places in Oklahoma and Missouri and Iowa and South Dakota. And so we just booked last minute gigs, um, all the way home. And it was the best decision we had ever made because in those like four or five shows, we made more money and had better shows than we had had, you know, on the last two tours combined where we were just out in the middle of nowhere doing whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, um, regret doing any of that. We met a lot of really cool people during those really terrible tours, um, and played a lot of really meaningful shows. Uh, cause the people that were there really were there to see us and really liked us. And I, I think it's awesome that they had an opportunity to, to get in the same room and enjoy the music and come and hang out and, you know, um, but man, after that tour, we were done. Like I remember Josh called me and it was just kind of one of those things where we both knew what that phone call was about and it wasn't a struggle. It was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, dude, I feel you. Like, yeah. let's please be done with this. Um, we had one more tour on the books with like in the midst of lions, a hope for home. And those are all our buds. So it was just kind of like, this makes sense. Like, let's go out and have fun with these guys. Um, you know, and then let's just put a cap on it. And that's exactly what we did. Was that, was that prior to my timelines are a little screwed up when I'm thinking back that far? Was that before give me rest or was that after? Okay. Because one yeah, of the one give, of the rumors was uh, oh go ahead oh sorry Here. one of the one of the rumors uh, 
that people always say is, yeah, that record is called Give Me Rest because they were just so tired of <laughs> doing the band yeah. at that point. I was like, yeah, I'm sure that's not really what it is, but <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's not far off. So it's not far off. Um, you know, uh, Give Me Rest was a bonus record. Uh, really, it, it wasn't supposed to happen. Um, we never intended it to happen. Uh, we just when we got done with that last tour, we called. Um, I called Jason at Facetown and said, "Hey, like we're we're done." which I know is a bummer. Um, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I hope you didn't lose too much money on us. You know, like I hope sure. everything's okay. Uh, and I mean, meanwhile, for today's putting out breakers. So money's not an issue. Um, right, right. But anyways, uh, you know, I just, I felt bad having to say like, Hey, we're done, you know? And, um, he was really cool about it. And, and what got me is he's just like, well, you know, if you guys want to do another record, you should do another record. I'm just kind of like, yeah, but we're not, I mean, we're done, you know, we're not going to, cause if you're going to put out another record, you have to tour it and you have to support it, you know, and you have to do all those things. And we're not, we're not doing those things. And he's just like, nah, man, just trust me. Like if you guys want to make another record, I'm here for it, you know? And, um, so I, I took that back to, uh, the guys and I said, Hey, like this is on the table what should we do? You know? And, um, I mean, eventually we came around to just like, let's just, we don't know when we're going to have this opportunity again. Like, let's just make another record. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I think you froze up again. No, it's um, all good. Yeah. Nobody was talking when it happened. So it's all good. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we might not have this opportunity again. So let's just make another record. You know, why, why not? Um, and I had a lot to say at the time. I mean, I was very, angry you know when when we came off the road um and just beaten up and uh you know i i i I didn't really i didn't really think i was in that bad a shape you know and then i started writing lyrics for that record and it was just kind of like oh there you are (laughs) anytime somebody opens up a record with i can't believe this is me (laughs) you know something's yeah yeah it was rough dude so, but it, you know, uh, man, super proud of that record. So it's, it's killer. And it ended up being kind of, you know, the, the, uh, defining album for hands, you know, totally. and, which, which is great. I'm super stoked on that and people related to it. And, you know, it's, it's special to a lot of people. And I, again, it's kind of going back to discussing hope, you know, the, the song hope from the sounds of earth. It's just like, you know, it's, it's just a, a cool album that people are that people find special and it's met them somewhere in their lives. And, and that's super rad. So totally. So after that, you know, uh, you put out, give me rest. Um, everybody says it's the greatest album in the world. Uh, after yeah. it comes out outsold for today's breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's incredible. <laughs> No, I was, I was like, right, yeah, I'm just gonna skip over that part. Outsold oh. out Sleeping Giant, yeah, outsold Impending Doom, yeah. um, outsold War of Ages. We went back on tour, got yeah. got a Grammy. That's what you know. <laughs> I had to go. I had to go through eight publicists to get this interview. You know, like yeah, it's, it's true, man. It's true. So, but no, yeah. So that yeah, that came out, and actually, it was it was our most like commercially successful album. You know, like it was just everything said you guys should definitely go back on tour and we just kind of left it in the dirt like nah man like it's a cool record and we're fine with cutting it off here and eventually we went back years later and made like a two-song ep 
but you know yeah and i think um you know and for a lot of a lot of people that i talk to on this show this is where the interview's over you know where we're like yeah and that was it and uh every now and again we talk or maybe we're going to do a, a re- reuniting tour or whatever but it yeah. seems like you know the creative process for you it just wasn't I think in that other in that interview I listened to today, you said you just felt like you couldn't not make music, you know, like you couldn't just be done. Yeah. So before we know it, we're getting. I think I think the first thing I heard everything in slow motion was um, it was a two song. Is it uh, red and exosphere? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's uh, the very first seven inch. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's funny because when I heard it, I didn't even know it was you. Um, because I just don't pay attention to things. It just comes on, you know, something comes yeah. <laughs> on and you hear it and you like it or whatever. And then I started listening to it and I was like, okay, hold on. I'm getting, I'm kind of, I'm getting vibes from this because it, I think at that point, everything in slow motion w- musically wasn't so different from hands that you no. wouldn't be able to no, tell. It, it, it was definite. I, I think if hands put out another record, I mean, it, it would probably sound something like that, you know, because I mean that, because that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's just the, the season of writing and influences and everything else that, that we were in, you know, I, and I think give me rest brought a lot more, uh, melody and, you know, dynamics. Um, and it, you know, obviously with everything in slow motion, like with that, that red seven inch, um, it, it was even more so, you know, and everything was just slightly more refined in a way. And so, yeah. I'm with you. Well, and then, you know, I think um, when Phoenix came out, I think that's whenever it started getting, and this, it's weird whenever I say this is where it started getting cool um, because uh-huh. I, I, that doesn't, that isn't to say that the, that, you know, what I heard before wasn't cool, but, you know, I only had two songs before. So to have yeah. the full, you know, to have the, the full length. Um, one thing that I really like about the transition that you've made from being an artist that was primarily known for making heavy music. You know, um, and don't get me wrong, it was heavy music, but it always had other elements kind of kind of peppered in there. Um, sure. But instead of instead of the rock elements being, uh, you know, a seasoning, now it's the main course, mm-hmm. you know, and um, to watch to kind of watch you kind of transition from heavy to um, to kind of a more rock and roll approach. Um, has been really, really cool. Like I said, like I, I think I, I messaged you a couple days ago and I was like, Hey man, I really, really dug the new song. Uh, it was not what I was expecting at all, but like in a good mm-hmm. way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that though. That's, that's, that's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. Well, cause I've got this reputation for being a meathead and hating stuff for not being heavy or, or whatever, but it's also <laughs> one of those, like, you know, am I going to bring, am I going to bring this guy on the, on the podcast and crap all over him? Because even though he's hey. given me how many heavy records up to this point, dude, you know, it's wait till the record comes out. You can listen to the rest of the record, right? Call me, call me back. And then you can, and then you can shit on me for not being heavy. Yeah. I could be like, dude, what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> no, no, it's cool. And like, I really, I, I really, really love the dynamics. And again, I hate, I hate to, I hate to keep throwing back that other interview, but I listened to it today and, um, and I, it was like from a couple, it was before late low came out actually. Uh, yeah, I think is when that interview right was before that. Yeah. And, um, so that was like almost three years ago. I got him times like flying by, but, uh, but you know, one of the things that you'd said is, you know, when you guys were recording that, um, the approach was, yeah, we're not making a metal record this time around. We're making a rock record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's really carried over, but, um, yeah, 
Well, and that's the thing is like, I never in my life have I ever said anything close to, hey guys, we're making a metal record. <laughs> right. And so it's like definitely like the, uh, you know, the, the heavy elements were there before, obviously, where you've got songs like uh, Water, you know, and Give Me Rest. That's just like everything is just these really aggressive, low, growly screams, you know, yells. And every all the guitars are just drop tuned to nothing, you know, and it just kind of bashes you in the face the whole time. Um, you know, it's like that stuff felt right at the time. Um, it felt natural and felt like it's what we needed to do. And it's, it's what we needed to do to get those emotions across, you know? Um, and I mean, as an artist, all these years, it, it's just every single time I gear up to do something new. Um, it's just like challenging myself to, to one, be real honest with what I want to do and not pay any attention to what anyone else wants. Um, Cause that's not going to happen. That's not right. a, that's not an expectation that I pay any attention. Um, and so in writing, I, I love melody and I love guitar melody and I love big open chords and I love chimey guitar little, you know, patterns. And I, I'm just like, I think that's been an obvious progression throughout the years. I think, Phoenix was the biggest dose of just like, oh, whoa, okay, there's there's singing and there's way more dynamics in this, yeah. you know, there's more of a, a songwriting factor, you know, where things are, there's actually like a verse and a chorus, you know, and, and, uh, and then Laid Low came out and I think there's only one scream on Laid Low, you know, and, and that was just supposed to be purely like, let's just do something, you know, with melody, let's take the the writing approach completely different. Like, you know, instead, I think I'm just going to write all these songs on an acoustic guitar and then see how they translate. Um, rather than starting with a guitar on big distortion, you know, and, and framing out a big drum track and whatever. It's like, let's just see what happens when we, when we do it this way. And, uh, um, I don't know, man, I just, I, I think like that's been the goal, you know, is to just constantly, be creative, be honest, um, do the things that I'm, I'm really in love with. Um, so they, they sound honest and, and they tra translate what I'm trying to say correctly. You know, I think if I tried to do anything other than that, it would sound forced and it would be, you know, it'd be st stupid, I think. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. With yelling too, it's like with the screaming thing, it's like, you know, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like, the screaming thing really hasn't happened for seven years. Right. <laughs> and so, um, it's like, it's still, it's still a way that I I'd like to, um, you know, get it, get across some of these emotions, you know, um, cause it's effective, but it's like this new record, you know, it's like, I'm not going to scream or yell a damn thing unless it absolutely calls for it. Yeah. Like if there's no other way that I can say this line, if, if there's no other way that this line translates, then I'll yell my guts out and get and get the point across. But if I'm just yelling a line to yell a line, like what am I doing? You know, and I realized that, you know, for I think people that are fans of of this band from, you know, seven to 10 years ago, I, I, 
I understand if, if you're really into the heavy stuff, um, it's still there for you, you know, and I, I appreciate it. And I think that's awesome, but I'm certainly not just going to yell a line because there still needs to be this heavy element because that's BS. Oh, know? totally. So, um, yeah, man, it's, I, I think that's just been the progression over the years. And the cool thing is I can look back on all of that and I'm super proud of it all. And I feel those emotions and I feel where I'm at in life and, you know, they, they're, they're journals in a way, you know, and it's cool. And, and it just happens to be a, a extreme honor and, um, privilege that there's people that care and, and want to listen to it. Totally. And I think, I think the people are there for it. I mean, like, Every time there's an announcement, because I mean, there, this has been this has been hype. I'm, you know, I've been a member of that. There's a specific face down group on the on Facebook, and um, every single time somebody says everything in slow motion, it's like a flurry of 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 just encouraging content. Like I've never, yeah, out of all the bands that I listen to, the, it's one of the only bands I see people talk about like on socials yeah. where there's not just you know people. This band sucks. <laughs> or, or you know, he needs to go back and do "Give Me Rest" Part Two, or yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. or anything like that. Um, and so you've 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 kind of escaped uh, the fate of a lot of musicians who have, for lack of a better term, uh, toxic fans. Yeah, and dude, you don't I, you don't I seem love, to have that, man. I've looked. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. I, seriously, I think people that the people that are fans of this band um, or anything that I've been a part of, you know. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I, they're the best. I'm super stoked, um, that, uh, a lot of them have been long time supporters, you know, which really, really, really means a lot. And, um, and it's cool. Like they're kind of on this ride with me of just like, well, what can we do next? <laughs> you sure. know? And yeah, I mean, I think one of my biggest fears musically is putting out you know, two records that sound the same. It's just, I think that would be awful. <laughs> well, so, yeah. And it's a, it's a damned if you do damned if you don't. Right. Cause there are tons of bands out there that just put out the same record over and over and over again. Oh, well, for sure. we yeah. may have mentioned one of them already, but I'm not going to say who it is, but like, oh. it's, it's <laughs> definitely like that. And for whatever, for some bands, it totally works for them. But I found over time that, you know, if you put the same record out over and over again, eventually everybody's like, Oh man, this one really sound phone sounded phoned in. And yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's weird. You know, I was thinking about that um, the other day. It's like, I don't, I don't want to hate on anyone that does that because maybe that's, maybe that's just that that's where they're at. That's what they want to do. That's how their creative gears work. Um, And that's how they best express themselves and you know i i think that's 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 awesome um but yeah i mean i don't know i i just i take in so much music um and i get so excited about just uh, all these different things and possibilities um and i just love to challenge myself with like okay like what do i what do I kind of suck at and how can I just get better and make this a record? And, you know, like it's, I don't know, it's, it's fun, you know, it's, it's super cool. And, um, yeah, I, I've, I've really felt that like when I visit the back catalog of slow motion and hands, it, it's, it seems to me like that's, there's, there's been questions in between each record. Yeah, totally. And I think, um, 
I think this new one's interesting because I think, and I've obviously I've only heard the one song just like everybody else. Um, yeah, I'm not cool enough to get advanced album copies yet, but it is one of those, like, um, it is one of those things where, you know, I really, really, really enjoy obviously the, the, the whole visual aesthetic of what I've seen. Um, and the album is called, um, influence. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, what is it about influence that, um, Hey Joe, cut that part out. Cause I totally lost my train of thought mid mid sentence. <laughs> um, my, my bad. This is why we don't do it live. Uh, Thanks, Joe. No problem, dude. With the album being called influence, uh, what was the, uh, what was the thought process behind that? Or if there is a kind of theme, uh, to the album, uh, what, what would that be? What, what can we kind of start digging into whenever we eventually do get lyrics? Um, what, what theme are we looking for? Or is it going to be something dreadfully apparent that I'm missing? That's probably in like the release single already. No. Um, you know, it's, a it's, it's a dark record for sure. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm still kind of coming around to, processing the whole experience to be honest um you know this record started two years ago is is when we actually started recording um a year and a half to two years ago so it's it's been forever in the making um and it's been a burden man it's been it's been very 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 hard uh it's definitely unlike any other situation i've ever been in i know every other record i've ever made has usually been within about a, a, a week to a week and a half time frame. Um, you know, I, I guess give me rest. We were able to stretch that out for a month. Um, so that's that's not exactly true. But uh, yeah, give me rest was about a month. Um, you know, work. I'd, I'd get off of work and then I'd drive to the studio and then we'd work from you know whatever seven thirty at night to one in the morning and then you know. That was the first time I'd really had to balance like real life and making a record and spending that much time doing that, you know, but, uh, but this one, um, you know, it was just like, it just wouldn't, it, it didn't ever really build momentum. Like everything was a struggle. Everything was hard. Um, and, uh, to rewind before recording, like just the writing process was unbelievably difficult because, I was supposed to make this record in 2017, um, January, 2017. And, uh, what's interesting is there was supposed to be two EPs. So the laid low EP was going to be EP one. And that was going to be kind of this, like, it's kind of like what my Epic was doing at the time with kind of the heavier EP and the more chill EP. And we were kind of doing that same idea. So the laid low EP, which is the more chill EP, was going to be first, and then we were going to do an EP that was um, more aggressive. And you know, we did the laid low one and ended up just not doing the second one because it was just kind of like it just didn't work out. It it fell apart, and then I was in a place um, personally where I was just a mess. <laughs> and uh, you know, I coming out of laid low. There's some really sad stuff on laid low. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I think that was me getting real close to peaking at like, I think the worst version of myself I've ever been. Um, and so, you know, we, uh, I couldn't write, I was supposed to write for this album and I couldn't do it. And then, uh, 
and I got a few tracks and threw them away, um, which sucks. You know, I mean, usually I don't ever like throw stuff away, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, when it came time to actually record and, and get in the studio and do this, um, we were about a month out from our uh, studio time and, uh, and I just had to cancel and pull the plug um, and figure out I've never in my life ever had to do something like that. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, I have to get myself together because I, there's so many areas of my life that need attention that are literally on fire. Um, and making this record is just not important. And the songs I'm making don't sound like it's important to me. And recording is going to be just, you know, it's it, this is nothing. None of this, this doesn't mean anything to me, you know? Um, and so we canceled recording. Uh, and I, I mean, I took a year off basically. Um, you know, all of 2017, uh, this, this is my kind of writing room that I'm in right now. Um, I mean, I don't think I came into this room more than a handful of times in that year span because I was just afraid of it, you know, which is weird. It's a weird experience to go through. Like as a, as a artist, it's like, this is how I express myself. But I, I don't know why I was afraid of doing that. <laughs> um, it's strange. It's a weird place to be in mentally. Uh, and when we finally came around to begin writing, I say we, I guess it was just me, but um, I started, you know, like I, I all, all this time, you know, face down, I was talking to Jason and, you know, he's wondering like, you know, Hey, like, you know, what's going on? And I mean, he was, aware, you know, he's checking in and being a good friend. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we kind of got to this point where I was like, Hey dude, okay, I'm, I'm writing. I don't know what it's going to, what it's going to bring, if it's going to be any good, but I'm writing. Um, and I got pretty close to, you know, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 tracks or so. And then, um, called, uh, our drummer, Aaron, uh, who's just a freaking awesome killer drummer and killer producer and engineer and all of the above. And I just said, Hey man, I, I think, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to do this. And he's like, really? Okay. Like what, do you want to start working on songs? You know? And I'm like, I think I do, you know, yeah. I, I think we can do this. And, uh, we called our friend Nate um, Washburn, who's in Atlanta. He plays guitar in My Epic and has done a bunch of really great records, uh, like Household and uh, and My Epic Records. And uh, in any ways, uh, asked if he would be down to do it with us. And he was all in. And there you go. We've got the three musketeers, man. You know, so uh, we started making the record in December 2018. So, I mean, from January 2017 to... January 2018, nothing happened. Um, and I would say it was maybe, you know, March, April 2018 that we that I, I got down into this room and started really writing. And uh, fast forward to Christmas of that year, December 2018, we started recording this record. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I just to answer your question, I kind of derailed for a minute, but I feel like I set it up the right way. Uh, when it came time to visit this thing lyrically, um, you know, it was kind of like how I don't know what I have to say and I don't know how I'm going to say it. Uh, and it's weird because it's for me, the lyrics have always been sort of rooted in like a like a questioning, you know, my my faith. And they've all been somehow, somehow rooted in, in uh, 
you know, uh, my struggle with, you know, spirituality and things like that. Um, and laid low diverted from that a little bit laid low felt less that and way more just like, this is my life. This is personal, you know, like this isn't like, this doesn't have anything to do with me being angry, you know, with like with God or, or questioning this or that. It's like lyrically, I'm just looking at things um, like, dude, I, I things are just falling apart around yeah. me, you know, and it wasn't like a, I need to beg God for help kind of thing. It was just like it was so much more like uh, like, no, like this is this is on me, you know, like <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do something about this. Um, and, uh, and so with this record, um, you know, it, it addresses a lot of that time period. Um, and I didn't want to be overly, uh, you know, just like, like, uh, I don't want to be overly descriptive, um, and, and try and, you know, make it seem like, uh, like my own little personal journal or anything. Um, but I'll tell you this, when I got done, when the album was done, finally. And, um, it got down to, we were, uh, I was approving the artwork and, you know, they send you the lyric sheet, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at it for any like, you know, spelling errors or whatever, if something's out of place. So I sat there and I read the lyrics to every single song with no music, with no real, you know, context of, 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 whatever song right, right. I'm in at the time. I'm just reading an album's worth of lyrics straight out. And I got done with it. And I was just like, Oh my God, like this is the saddest record I've ever made. And like, am, am I good? Like, are we, are we okay here? Like, <laughs> do I, do know? I need to call, do I need to call a counselor or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, And, uh, and I mean, and it's all good. Like, you know, it's just like, there's just something that, that there's, there's something really broken um, in there that that came out on this album, and it's not this big spiritual battle. I, I, I've I've got I don't I don't have that in me anymore. I don't have this this huge like why why you know like I don't understand like I've I've become way more at peace with you know just knowing that it's always going to be um a, a, a questioning journey it's always gonna i'm gonna be in different seasons of life and uh you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna take things as they come and um so i, I didn't have anything to it, the the tone of the of the lyrics just kind of changed on this one and it was way more about like man this is what i'm dealing with right now you know um and so yeah it's it's cool man I, i'm I'm super stoked on it and um and I and the title influence just came from me questioning myself que- uh, asking myself the question of like why you know why was I like this why was I in this position why what caused that you know um and and looking around at the circumstances in my environment and people I was surrounding myself with and whatever it is, but, but why, why did this happen? You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's sorting through the wreckage really. And I thought that influence was just the perfect thing to sum that up, you know? (laughs) And so anyways, 
No, it's cool. I'm I'm a huge lyric guy. It's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite aspect of music, which is kind of weird, um, as a lot of music is written prior to lyrics being written <laughs> and things yeah. like that. But uh, yeah. but for me, it's 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 a bit definitely a big uh, a, a big part of it. And, um, and that's something, that's something that I'm really going to be looking forward to, you know, getting the record in the mail. And, um, my first listen through is going to be with lyrics, you know? Yeah, man. It's cool. And it's funny because the song influence lyrically, I, it's not, uh, it's not super like, like I'm not spelling things out for anybody. You know what I mean? Um, it just kind of has a vibe and I like that people can listen to it and sort of draw their own ideas. Um, but there's a, there's a few other tracks on there that are, that are way more blunt. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's interesting, man, lyrically. And so, and it's funny because even the sound of it too, um, Nate, the guy that produced it, Nate Washburn, uh, put that, put out this little, uh, Facebook post the other day about the record. Um, just saying like, Hey, this new song is out, you know, and hope you guys enjoy it or whatever. But he really freaking nailed it, uh, with this, where he said, if you think you have a grasp on what this record will sound like, just go ahead and throw your expectations away now. <laughs> nice. And it was my favorite. It's my favorite little quote. Cause it's so true. Like this album is very, very dense. And it's a long, windy road. Um, and then this first track is is just a taste of it. And it, and it's it's really it's its own unique experience. And there's no other track that sounds like it on the record. That's cool. No, diversity is is the thing. You know, on my other podcasts, all I do is I'll listen to a band's whole discography and then talk about it. And mm-hmm. th- so it's 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 always refreshing, you know, because with with a lot of bands, it's very um, or a lot of musicians, rather, I should say. Um, you can always kind of you can always kind of predict the arc, or you can kind of figure out like where where things are going to go based on what you've heard before. And I've been I've been pretty surprised uh, at the output. So the prospect of listening to a record where I'm not going to necessarily know what's going on uh, until it's going on uh, is is very very refreshing. Yeah. And like I said, I can't wait to hear it. And um, you know, it's it's obviously you know. Uh, it's it's obviously a a labor of love to have taken that long. I was thinking yeah. about the fact you were telling me the time the time span, and I was like, dang. So like he's been making this record basically as long as my podcasting career has been. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I started in early 2017 and have gone through like three years three years of that grind. You know, and so it's just it's 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 funny just thinking of like wow, and so. Shane's over here doing a record (laughs) and um, you know, like that's, Oh, that that's, that's bananas. But it's also, I think probably a benefit to it. Right. Like in the sense that you had the time to really make all of the creative calls that you wanted to make and you didn't have to compromise anything. Yeah. It was an uphill battle the whole time. Um, Unbelievably taxing, unbelievably challenging. And you know, it's funny, like when I listen to it, it's maybe the, I don't know, I, I, I don't hear anything in it that I would change. You know, I don't hear anything in it that I'm like, oh man, I wish we could have done this or had a little bit more time on this. It's like, we very meticulously went through everything in a healthy way. 
you know, I don't, I don't think any of it was unhealthy. I think, you know, we really, we really spent a lot of great time trying to figure out what each song needed to be. Um, and it, it shows, man, when I listen to it from front to back, I'm just, I, I listen to it and I honestly think like, I, I can't believe we did this, you know, like, it's just, it's like, it's so, so cool. And I'm so proud of it. And, you know, and, and, and for the, the fans of the band, I, I think they're going to be stoked too. And, and I hope they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just makes it all super exciting. And, you know, I, I was ready to stop doing this band. Um, after the EP, I was, I was very okay with just being like, I think I'm done with this. And, um, you know, upon completing this album, it's weird. It, it feels like this is an entirely new band. Like it feels like this is an entirely new project. And, you know, Aaron, our drummer, Aaron Crawford and I, and Nate, and it's like, I mean, we all, we all just want to do it again. You know, we all want to want to write again. And we all want to put ourselves through this, you know, throw ourselves back into the hellhole again to see what else we can come up with, you know? So it's really cool, man. It breathed new life into me and into this project. And I think, uh, um, man, it's worth a listen. So. Absolutely. Well, and I will definitely listen to it. And in wrapping up here, um, I'm going to just talk about a totally different record, uh, for a second. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on this new hum record? Oh, dude. <laughs> like, oh my uh, God, right? <laughs> yeah. I think you can't see it, but there's a hum poster right back there. Oh, yeah, I could see and it. It's an original poster uh, from 1998 oh. from a random show um, in uh, in Texas. Yeah. So my friend Josh found it for me and, and bought it. Um, but yeah, dude, I, uh, man, I knew it was coming. I, I mean, hey, I know that they haven't put out a record in forever, but they also took their sweet time making this thing Yeah, because I remember. So here's a fun fact. Um, Give me rest was actually supposed to be recorded with Matt Talbot, the singer of hum really at his studio, uh, earth analog um, in Illinois. So give me rest was actually supposed to be cut to two inch tape with matt talbot oh um, and you know the record would be a completely different record um we wouldn't have all the glamorous production you know cool uh sonic candy that josh barber the producer of that record he he added that stuff in there and just made it super cool yeah but we wouldn't have all of that everything would be way more raw you know and it'd be an entirely different experience um, which may have been really cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know, but that was, uh, one of my dreams is to be able to go there and record with Matt and he put us on the schedule and, um, and I actually went to see him, uh, at a show they played in St. Louis. Um, and he was talking about, this was 2011. I was there and he was talking <laughs> about, Oh, at the St. Louis show. Yeah. That's where I'm from. St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, dude, no freaking way. Yeah. You mentioned that, but I, I just forgot yeah. about it. No, small world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, so we were uh, we were standing front row at that show, uh, me and one of my friends. Um, and it was incredible. Like, I mean, Hum is just in, an incredible experience live. 
uh, especially if you're a fan of the band like oh yeah most of their fans are like i think anyways like there's a lot of real diehard hum fans um if you're a diehard hum fan and you get to experience that show dude it's incredible and so um i've been fortunate enough to see them a couple times now which has been killer and i just remember talking to matt at that show and him saying that they were gonna potentially do another record and i was like no way you know i was gonna ask you how you knew it was coming because i was completely blindsided by it a lot of people were um but like i said i'm a freaking diehard dude like downward is heavenward changed my life musically like if you listen to cube the song cube on give me rest that's a freaking hum riff dude like that is a hum riff um but uh anyways yeah he talked about it then and then over the years um they mentioned making new music or working on a record. And then they would put, they did exactly what we did for a while where they were posting photos of them writing, you know, and everyone would get all hyped up. But then, you know, it's like this record seemed like it maybe was not actually going to happen. Um, and then dude, I mean, they dropped that thing out of nowhere. And uh, I mean, I had this emotional moment of like, like, I'm not going to say that my eyes welled up a little because they certainly didn't. Um, but man, I, I hit play and it was incredible. And I had I had a moment where I was like, am I listening to the best hum record ever made? Like, this, this can't be, you know, like I refuse to believe that that this is this is it. And uh, dude, it's just it's insane. And um, they the other thing, too, is. Before this record came out, I want to say this is wasn't this was in like twenty oh September maybe September twenty nineteen. But they went out and played um, this. Uh, I think it's called like Delos Deftones. It's a festival out in yeah. California that the Deftones do, and it was like Deftones, Gojira. Um, oh, I don't remember who else, but either way, uh, Hum was on the bill. And I remember seeing a video of them playing at that show because I was so curious. I'm like, what yeah. does it look like in front of like, like in a baseball stadium? You know what I mean? Right. And they were on this little like side stage, like they didn't give them the main stage or anything. Which oh, is, come on. It's a bummer. But either way, they gave them this like cool setup on a side stage and it was kind of during the day. And um, but they had all these really cool like LEDs in the back and uh, but they played a new song which was Desert Rambler, which is on the new record. Yeah, okay. And dude, them playing that new song when I heard it, on just through that freaking YouTube video. I mean, I immediately sent it to every one of my friends. And I was yeah. like, this is unreal. Like, if this actually doesn't get recorded, how sucky is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, is, this is so badass. And uh, yeah, dude, uh, it's it's such a great record. So and it's funny, like, too, there's all these people that didn't know about Hum that are hearing this record for the first time. And they're just like, it couldn't have come at a better time. They're just like, whoa, like this band is crazy. You know, yeah. it's kind of fun, man. It's it's nuts that they can they can put out a record that, you know, uh, they can wait that long, drop this record out of nowhere. And it's just like, oh, my God, you know, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's yeah. funny you said the like oh yeah I didn't have like I you know didn't have some tears in my eyes I definitely did by the like my first listen through um 
it was somewhere in the middle of shapeshifter i was like literally almost like almost in tears like like oh my god like this is hitting me in every single like their their music is so textured from second to second like it just it just reaches into every emotion you've ever had oh yeah you know and you experience wonderful and terrible things all at the same time just like and it just oh my god like that that album like shapeshifter is whenever it's funny like i don't like for the album to end so i'll listen to the whole thing and then i'll get to shapeshifter and i'll repeat that song like five or six or seven times just because i refuse to let the record end yeah and um oh it's just so good (laughs) it's it's ridiculous man and there's something there's just something like that i love so much about matt talbot's voice in hum And it's it's essentially most of the time I he actually sings a little bit more like he explores a little bit more of his register on this this record um, compared to past records. But essentially, Matt Talbot singing is just Matt Talbot talking. And yeah, and it's awesome. You know, and, and most of the time you have no idea what he's talking about. Nope. And I'm completely okay with that. You know, if we want to sing about uh, jellyfish and rocket boosters, I'm way okay with that, man. Like, let's let's do that <laughs> because somehow it's emotionally rocking me, yep. and that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it just it just it completely blew me away and caught me completely yeah. off guard, and that's why I talk about it to anybody that I think will listen. You know. So I saw that hum poster earlier. I was like, "Oh, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> we can have this talk." Oh, that's cool. So you actually did see that yeah. in the background. Well, I mean, and it would yeah, be awesome. it, it would be incredibly tone deaf of me to have listened to all the hands records and the yeah. uh, everything in slow motion and not like, oh, I don't know if he's ever even heard of this. Like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> like uh, what's, what's funny is that our our guitar player Jarek in hands, um, he is the one that gave me that introduced me to hum. Um, I had uh, another friend of mine, Jason, not Jason at face down, but a, a different Jason, uh, showed me hum once in like 2008 and I don't think I was ready for it. Yeah. Um, I, I was able to find what was cool about it, but I, I, it's nothing that stuck. And then in like 2009, 10 or whatever, when, when hands was touring and Jarek, um, was on the road with us, he, we were at this gas station in Fallbrook, California. I, that's how big of an impact it had on me as I remember this clear as day. <laughs> we were at a gas station in Fallbrook, California, and I'm, you know, taking way too long to try and find like the perfect drink for the drive. And he just kind of looks over at me. And he's like, all right, dude, I'm going to give you an album and I want you to listen to it. And I don't recommend it to all my friends because I just don't think that they're going to get it. <laughs> but I think you're ready for this. And I go, okay, well, what is it? And he goes, well, it's a hum record. And I go, oh, yeah, well, Jason tried to show me hum, you know, like two years ago. And yeah, that was cool stuff. And he goes, okay, well, either way, I want you to listen to this record. And he gave me Downward is Heavenward. And I mean, I, it was, it's funny because I think there, I think that even speaks to the musical gap between creator and give me rest. Yeah. This discovery of hum, you know? (laughs) Totally. And, uh, I just I always thought that was really cool. So I got into hum basically through Hope's Fall. Um, yeah, as I, I grow, I'm a massive Hope's Fall fan as well. And um, yeah, Satellite Years. Yeah, and Matt Talbot actually sang on a song on Satellite Years. And I remember yeah. thinking like, who is that? Because that's not their that's not their normal yeah. singer, you know. 
Like, Isn't well, that funny? Yeah. I, I thought that same thing. Like, cause I, I was listening to satellite years and what, what was that? 2002 maybe. Yeah. Yep. And I remember always hearing his part come in and thinking like, who is that? Yeah. You know, but I never, I never took the time. I was, it's 2002. So I don't right. really care who it is, but it's so funny that later on I, I discover like, wait a minute. Like Matt Talbot recorded this record and sang on it. Like that's Matt Hum. It was just like this mind blowing, like, oh yeah, crazy. You know, like it was just, it was awesome. So then a few years later, you're like, man, I could have had that on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I honestly, that's what directed me to, to, to seek him out for Give Me Rest was obviously this new discovery of Hum, but like, wait, this, this dude has a recording studio that's all analog and, and at the time, we were being surrounded by bands that were like, I remember being on tour with one band that was like legitimately bragging about how he just got to go into the studio, play his drums loosely to a click track. And even though he like he, he was bragging about this, he's like, yeah, dude, I just went in and played and the click was on. But, you know, I just did my thing and whatever. And the best part is when I was done, the guy just snapped everything into place and all of it sounded perfect. Oh, and I was like, why would you no, brag about that? <laughs> but that's the thing is like, I mean, that's a that's a reality, right? That, that's no, a reality I mean, yeah, that, obviously. That, but like, that's a that's a reality that we live in. But it's like, but I mean, the way that he said it, it was just kind of like, like, it wasn't like for the benefit of the record. I mean, in his case, it probably was for the benefit of the record. Right. But still, I was just kind of like, I just immediately got like this, like, well, we actually want to play like, you know what? We're <laughs> just going to go cut this to two inch tape. You know, we're going to do this with Matt Talbot, you know, and we're going <laughs> to. And, and that's kind of where this whole thing came from. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. So but I just funny. hated that idea that this guy got away with it. You know what I mean? He just got to go play sloppy drums and then check out for the day. Right. While producer engineer guy had to sit there and map all of that stuff out of course he's playing all of the impossible fills you know what i mean and just yeah. like just getting away with it and i was just like man we're not gonna do this you know so anyways oh, that's that cool. was the that's that was the thought but we never got to do it so uh what could have been uh, what could have been yeah but uh shane thank you so much man for taking all this time out i'm sure i ran a little bit longer than than normal but you know i this oh, this good. this is a lot of fun and i i'm i'm I, I this is probably one of my it actually is kind of a bucket list interview for me because i i just have always been a huge fan um of of your music be it you know be it hands be it everything in slow motion and um it's always affected me personally and that's that's awesome and i know you didn't do it for me but i appreciate it (laughs) dude that means a lot thank you so much man so i really appreciate that and and it it, and if you hate the new record you can tell me it's all i'll I'll let you know i'll let you know it's fine i i'll i'll accept it so i probably won't let you know like that's shitty right like like, you get the messages you know because because i've 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 said hey you've got it yeah you've got my uh my permission so okay yeah if it was anyone else though right then yeah you know (laughs) screw off exactly (laughs) and that was my chat with shane oshner of everything in slow motion it went kind of long i i do not apologize for that one bit this was a bucket list interview for me i love everything shane's put out up to this point and if you love it too 
definitely make sure to go to facedown.com and pre-order everything in slow motion influence. I think this record's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to hear it and give you guys a full report. That pretty much does it for this episode of Discuss Metal. If you guys like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app that you're listening to this on. Definitely reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can follow us on Instagram under Discuss Metal. We are also under Discuss Metal on Twitter. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com. With any comments, questions, concerns, band requests that you want to hear us talk about on Discography Discussion, interview requests, uh, anybody you want to hear us talk to on Discuss Metal, make sure to let us know. Also, make sure to stop by our official group on Facebook, the Discography Discussion official group, as well as our Discord server. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you right to our Discord server, where we are just chatting with listeners of the show day and night. It doesn't matter. Worldwide. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys checking out Discuss Metal, and there will be more to come. Right